Today we're going to discuss Birkat uh, Hazimun and Birkat Amazon. Now, uh, what we really want to, to, to focus on is understanding the essence of Birkat Hazimun. What's it about? To understand that, we could perhaps focus on the Machloket in the Gemara Brachot Memvav Amin Aleph, where the question is Al Hechan Birkat Hazan. Where is the Iker, the main Birkat Hazimun, till? Okay, one day in the Gemara, Rav Nachman is that it's, it just includes the first three brachot that we add on, or three nach brachot, the three lines that we add on to Zimun. Right? And the other day it says it goes into Hazanat Akol. Now, the nafkamina that's given, whether it's the f- couple of lines you add on or Hazanat Akol, one halachic nafkamina would be, what if a person didn't hear he only heard the first three lines. So, if that's a Birkat HaZimun, ha- if that's the main part of the Zimun, so he was Yotzi Zimun. If, however, you hold that you have to hear the entire first bracha until the words Hazanat HaKol, you know, to be Yotzi, then you weren't Yotzi Zimun. Yes, Josh, what's your question? So who holds that you have to hear until Yotzi Zimun? I'll, well, I'll get to that. Give me, give me, give me some time. Okay, now the Shulchan Aruch Pask is, interestingly enough, the Machokas Rishonim, the Machokas Shulchan Aruch and Ramah, the Shulchan Aruch Pask is al halacha, you only have to hear the first couple of lines that you add on for a zimun, and then you yotzi zimun. So that if you're in a big room, and there's a lot of noise, and you're just able to make out the first three lines, you yotzi zimun, and then you can continue benching on your own, even though you don't hear the mizamin. However, the Ramah is of the opinion that you have to hear until Hazanat HaKol. And therefore, if you weren't able to hear the first bracha, all you heard was of the first couple of lines, according to the Ramah, you weren't Yosei Zimun. And often, you would, you'll know, as soon as the Mizamin starts, even the first word, or the first line, whether you're going to be able to hear anything from him. And it's a common occurrence in Yeshiva, that on Shabbat, when you have a Mizamin that just doesn't have the volume that's required, or doesn't have the will to give out the volume that's required that people could hear him, you know from the first line, I didn't even hear the first line, I because you heard the, the first couple of lines. So according to the Ramah, you're not Yotzi Zimun, so the quick-thinking people, what they have to say right away is, before people start benching, to make a, to make a motion or to make a signal that at least three, preferably ten, will be Mizanin on their own. Because you're not going to be outside with a guy if you can't hear him. Okay, and the Ramah is basically saying if you don't hear the first bracha out loud, you're not Yotzei. Now there are some that, that want to say, well, did the Eved, you didn't hear Mamish every word of the first bracha, but you just heard the Baruch Hashem Hazanat HaKol, that that would suffice. And perhaps Mamash, but the Eved, but the Eved, that would suffice, but if I was in such a situation that it was clear to me that there's no way I'm going to hear, I would quickly grab another two people, and, and uh, if possible, another nine people, and go ahead and make and make my own zimun um, in, in that in that situation. Now, there's another nafkamina on this issue where the ikar bikar hazan it goes till, and that that is that let's say you're sitting with two other people, and you want to go, and they, they agreed that, that that you could bench. And you start to bench, but one or the other, or both the other, one or the other, or both the other people want to continue eating after, after you know, you do the zimun. 
So do they have to wait and listen carefully just for the first three lines? Or do they have to wait until Azanat HaKol? Again, the Ramah says, they would have to be quiet and listen carefully and answer Amen to Zanat HaKol. And that's how the Yotzi Zimun. And then they can go ahead and eat on their own and you continue um, benching quietly in that situation. Wait. Wait before questions. Now... Um, the concept of Zimun itself can be, we can ask, what, what is the essential idea of Zimun? Is the idea of Zimun to add on an extra bracha because there are three people benching? And everybody's basically benching Bukhara Muslim on their own, but they, you just add on this extra communal bracha together um, in order to add to Kiddush Hashem, Gadul Hashem Itiru Namosh Mayachtav. You know, it's an opportunity, so therefore you add on those extra three lines. Or, does Zimun really transform the whole Birkara Mazon into a new type of bracha where one person is making the bracha for everybody? Okay, and from the Shulchan Aruch, it's mashma, or more, more from the Ramah, it's mashma that the latter is indeed the case. In other words, you, from the Ramah, it's mashma that the latter is the case, meaning that the, that what Zimun's really about is not just those three lines, but what Zimun's really about is that the Mavarech is making Birkat Mazon for everybody, and everybody is sharing in one communal bracha, very much akin to what we perhaps do by Kiddush on Shabbat, okay, where most people have the minog of one person makes Kiddush, everybody's quiet, listens and has kavanah to be Yotze with that person, and answers Amen, and doesn't, nobody utters a word other than the Mekadesh. So too, uh, that is really the model of Birkat HaMazon, that the Mekadesh says the entire Birkat HaMazon, Everybody listens very carefully and has mechavin to be yotze. He answers Amen after each baracha to Hashem, every chance to answer Amen. And by the way, that's how the Rambam describes it, and that's how Taimanim do it, Ada Yomazeh, that only the Mevarech speaks and nobody else speaks at all. Everybody else answers Amen. Now the Ramah quotes Arabenu Peretz, one of the Balai Tosfot, who asks, why is it that if it's Mashma and the Gemara, that that's the essence of Zimun, that there's shituf, partnership of everybody there, and, and one person's benching for everybody. So why is it that we, he's speaking in the times of the Middle Ages, in times of Ali Tulsa, that we don't do that, we only are quiet for the first bracha. And then everybody continues after that, after Hazanat HaKol, everybody continues on on their own. And Rabbeinu Peretz explains, because our attention span is not as long as the previous generations. So if you hear people complaining about the modern-day attention span shrinking, they were already complaining in the times of the Bali Tosvot that the attention span of everybody is shrinking. Rabbeinu Peretz says that people don't have enough kavana to pay attention and be mechavan to be yotzei, the entire benching. Now, what is the entire benching? Until Ayachas There are four brachos in benching. The first three are diraita, the last one is, is Durabanan. Ayah Hasreinu is the end of the fourth bracha, and that's really the end of benching. That's what Rabbeinu Peretz says. And therefore the Ramah brings him down the halacha, and um, therefore the Ramah's mashma and Mishnah I think quotes the, the mashal, 
couple of other achronim, that, that really the best way, halach lemaisa, the best way to bench is that the mezamein says the entire benching out loud in Tolayach with Kavanah to be Yotze. Everybody has Kavanah to be Yotze through him. They're completely quiet until Azanat answer Amen. I mean, obviously, you'd say Baruch Shachal Mishlo, they answer that, but, by, but, but the first paragraph or the first bracha, only the Mizamin makes. And everybody else is, is Mechamit to be Yotze with that bracha, answer Amen. By no Delacha, everybody starts saying quietly in unison with the Mizamin. The Mizamin says out loud, everybody else is quiet. They say quietly, in unison. They speed up towards the end of the bracha so that they'll finish their bracha to Hashem, they'll finish their bracha before the mezamin finishes the bracha so that they could say Amen to the mezamin's bracha. And then they continue. Again, the mezamin is saying the whole thing out loud until Ayach Hasreinu. And that's really the best way to do it. Now, now, here is a caveat. Right, well, everybody else is not going to say the first bracha at all. They're just going to answer Amen Biyotsu with the mezamin. That really is... Uh, according to the Mishabruah and many, many other Adachron and Primagadim also, I think, says it. That's the best way ultimately to do it. If you're going to go home and you start to do this, people will look at you like you're weird. And they might look at you weird even before you start this minhag. And, and not only will they look at you like you're weird, but they'll also probably not participate. And they're not going to play along. They're not going to buy into it. My entire life I did this, and you're, gonna, you're coming home from Yeshiva and you're telling me to do that. It's not going to wash. It's not going to wash. So, my advice to you is not to try to sell this to people if they're not going to buy it from you, even though I do think that this is the proper kiyum of zimun, and this way you're being mechayim, a, a shituf of the entire benching, the way zimun really should be. But what I would do is, you know, if you're asked to be mezamein, you say everything out loud. That's it, from the beginning. Say everything out loud, everybody hear out loud, they're going to answer amen to you anyway. And that, that will be helpful on that level. If you're among, you know, B'nai Yeshiva that will buy into this, so just mention them that, you know, I'm going to say the entire thing out loud. You know, everybody should be uh, quiet for the first paragraph and, and, and say it with unison with me and uh, give them instruction to do it in such a way. And then, you know, it'll be successful. The Olam doesn't do it like this. The vast majority of people don't do it like that. Um... Yes, question. Um, um, if we had people who um, potentially were interested or, or were open-minded enough to... Um, they come from L.A., they're open-minded. Very, very much. Yeah. Uh, San Francisco, Oakland area. Um, and, uh, and, uh, no, but, but they, they wanted to try the... Um, they think their attention span is good enough. And they listen to the whole thing. Is that doable? I could tell you from human experiment. You, your question is: Let's say a person wants to do like the Taimanim do. Is it doable? No, they say the whole bench and tell everybody be quiet the whole way through. Um, from personal exper- experimentation, I don't think it's doable. In other words, they could do it one time, two time, but it is. It's, it really is problematic. People. People that are not saying the words, they're being distracted by the little brothers and, and by all kinds of other things, and, and they're not really paying attention. And there's big value in, in, in everybody saying their own, you know, their, their own words. And that's why, I, another reason why I wouldn't start stamping out, you know, the current minhag where everybody says the whole benching from beginning to end on their own, because, you know, there are people that won't have the proper kavana even for the first bracha, and they won't be quiet. In an environment where it works, uh, I wouldn't do it. No, I, I wouldn't do it. No, no. 
I'm a traditional guy, I wouldn't start uh, shaking things up. The only reason why I'm, I'm, I'm advising you of this is because, you know, at least of the Achorim that the Mishabrur brings down, it's almost like the role of Achorim that he brings down, it seems to be this is the right way to do it. So even if people are not exactly knowing like that, but if, if the Achronim seem to be machri in that particular direction, I think it's it's a good thing to do. Yes? If the Ramah and, and like the Ramah... Like Wait, just a moment. I want to point out there are Achronim that are against this. There are Achronim that say that, that even the first paragraph, people won't have enough kavana and they'll be distracted. No, or that there are some people that don't know how to read on their own. So, so the opposite then. I, I, maybe it's the Bach. I don't want to. I'm not 100. percent I have to double check. Wait, wait, wait. If they don't know how to read on their own, that means they're going to say the only author, right? No, no. Meaning that that they wouldn't be able to follow in a, with a bench in front of them. They'd be able they able to do it, but they they're worried that people won't even have the proper kavanah there. So uh, yeah. So yes. What's your question? Obviously? If they train properly, yes. If the Ramah says like that's how you're supposed to do it, why why does that mean it's not? No, the Ram, it's clear from the Ramah that that's how they did it in the Ramah's time. Well, why did this minik start differently? Why, why does everyone do it differently? I can't explain. I can't explain why people <coughs> do it differently. Not. I can't explain it. I don't know. But they're just going against Ramah, basically. I don't think going against the Ramah doesn't say explicitly, you know, you give me Madaik from the way the Ramah explains it, that that's how the Ramah did it in, in those days. Yes, sir. If somebody's budgeting at a particularly slow pace, is it better to encourage them to try to speed up to keep up with the Mizuman or just to tell them just to stay at a pace they're I mean, one of the participants is reading very slowly. Right. You don't probably know that at the time, but for them, you know. I I don't know if I would tell a person speed up or whatever. I'm not sure. He'll answer Amen. He'll answer Amen by each bracha. Wherever you are. Yeah, I don't think that that you should uh, speed person up. Yes. Case submission forward. Three people said it. I'm going to get to that later. I'll get specifically to that case. If not, remind me later. Okay? All right. Let's continue. Now, another very halachalamaisa aspect of Zimon is the Isr l'chalek. Now, once you find yourself in a situation of a Zimon, halachically, you are not allowed to bench on your own and leave. Because by benching on your own leave, you're losing out on the potential of Zimon, and you're causing the other people, because you've left, also to, to lose the potential of Zimon. And you're not allowed to even, you know, for yourself you can't lose it. What if you have three and three? You know, you have six people sitting and three want a bench now. And they'll split the group up in threes and threes. So the Ramah says, look, it's adif, it's better of Am Hajrat Melech. The Ramah mentions this. That six together is better than three, you know, two groups of three. Um, the, Ram, the Rambam doesn't mention uh, Rav Am Hajrat Melech. The Rambam says, Yesh Lehem Lechalek. They're allowed to split off into two. Um, similarly, if you're ten people, you're not allowed to break break the ten until you get to twenty people, and then you can make two separate groups of of ten. When is a person allowed to leave a zimun and basically lose out on a zimun himself? So um, the first halog, first situation is very common. I already gave it to you. Now that's the situation that you're at a wedding or at a big hall or a big place, and as soon as the zamein starts, you know you can't hear a word he's saying. Okay, then obviously you you know you just can't participate in a zimun. Uh, the mishabura mentions it. The uh, the shulchan um, the, the, the uh, mentions this as well that if you can't hear until birkat hazan until hazan takol. You go ahead, you could separate and make your own zimun. Make your own zimun. 
Hold on to the questions. A second situation you could break off, the Magen Avram says, Lidvar Mitzvah. Okay? Mishabur and Chay Adam say it has to be a Mitzvah Diraita. And if it's a Mitzvah Diraita, even if you're going to break up a minion, meaning by you leaving, there will only be nine people, but you have a Mitzvah Diraita to do, you're allowed to leave. What's an example of a Mitzvah Diraita? Limut Torah. Okay? Um, if you're in a situation where you really want to leave and you can't because they're not going to be Mizamin, when you want to be Mizamin, and your purpose is to be able to go and learn Torah, so you let it break off. The proper thing is to ask them, you know, try to convince people to bench with you or whatever, but let's say the situation is such, you're at a wedding, it's not in your hands. Then you're allowed to break off. Okay? For the purposes of learning. Third situation that you let it break off is if you prevent yourself from becoming part of the group in the first place. How do you prevent yourself from becoming a part, a part of the group in the first place? Here the Mishabura gives a number of um, ideas, and I'll tell you before I read, read out all the ideas, Rav Luchansin many years ago gave a shiur on this, and he was skeptical about the different ideas the Mishabura was given. In the end he said, if you do all of them together, then you wouldn't be considered part of the group. The first idea he gives is to be noto yadayim after everybody else is noto yadayim. Which is not mashma, you know, in the Gemara it's mashma, you would still be mitsuraf with other people. If you're sitting at the same table, you'd be mitsuraf. The second idea is to be mechavein, I don't want to be mitzareth. Okay, so you watch a separate time, and then you have kavana, I don't want to be part of this group. You have to say it? And no, you have to be mechavein, that you're going to bench separately, not part of the group. And lastly, to finish at a different time than they're benching. Okay, so according to Rav Lichensin, um, if you do all three things, then you will successfully not be Mitsurov, and you can go ahead and bench, in, bench on your own. Okay, another situation you wouldn't be Mitsurov, I guess you could add this as a fourth, is if you're not sitting at the same table. And in yeshiva, you have that situation, that people are within earshot, but they're not sitting at the same table, it's a separate table. You're not mechuyav to a zimun just because they're in proximity if they're at a separate table. Okay, questions so far? Yes? You wash, and you, know, you start the suit at a separate time, plus you have negative kavana, and then you finish at a separate time. Yes? You shut Firstly, uh, let's say I did those things that Mr. Burr says I could do. But then I realized that I do want to bench with them. Can I not? You're, yes, even if you did those things, I think if you, in the end you decide I want to bench with them, you can. It would be helpful to take another bite after you made your decision. But I would say that even if you yeah. don't have any food, I think you could, you could be uh, mitzvah. Also, also in, the, in the lunchroom in yeshiva, if you're sitting next to people that are saying a zimun, you can be mitzvah. Because you're not mechuyov, but you can become, become if, if you will, that you want to be part of their zimun. You can you well, can okay. answer the to their zimun. Yes. Um, secondly, regarding like the mutorial, let's say you're at a wedding, you want you need to go. Um, are you allowed to orchestrate that? I'll say, you know what, I'm going to learn. Exactly, and then you do I believe you so. I believe you can as long as you actually do it. Thank you. Yes. Uh, two guys. Firstly, within separating off, if there's people around who've had bread and you've just had mazonas, can you separate? I'll get to that. Off? I'm going to get to that. Yes. Another one. Yep. And uh, with uh, the separating off, if there's say I don't know 40 people in the room, do you have to break off with the 10 or can you break off with the three? In a situation that you're allowed to break off, 
Okay? You're allowed to break off with one. Obviously, you yourself break off. But obviously, if, 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 if you have people that would agree to bench with you, it's preferable. But if you're grabbing these three away from a minion of ten, meaning let's say there are 13 people at the table, then you're doing a disservice to them that they're missing out on Elokeinu. Yes? Uh, if you're on a start in Amazon and then another Zimmer wants to include you... I'll, 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 I'll get to that later, Blin Adder. Yeah. Um, first of all, when it says finishing at a different time, it doesn't mean eating, but you have to leave before they start benching. So if they start benching and you start to have your own quick benching, like separately, you can't do that, uh, Right, you okay. cannot. Um, also, is there a difference between not just not, not, not only not hearing the guy saying it, but also you can't hear what he's saying? Like you, you don't know exactly which words he's saying. You have to, in order to be mitzarif to a zimun, you have to hear the words that the person's saying, not just sound coming from his direction. So, in other words, like someone that has this part of speech, the point that you can't understand, would he not be able to do the zimun? No. A person who, who cannot hear wouldn't be able to be part of the zimun. Yes? Do you have to zamin in Hebrew? Meaning the first couple of lines? Yeah, like to call people together. I mean, is calling people together... You could be out, say, uh, I imagine, in English and anything. Together, or if everyone knows you're about to bench, like, go like this, and that, does that work? Together, you mean you're asking the Rabbatai Mevarech line, just yeah, the first yeah. line? Like, is that necessary? You, it's, it's your dua, you could say, Rabbatai Mevarech line. Snapping fingers, if everyone knows what that means? Snapping fingers, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I, I would, I would communicate in, in some kind of a language that everybody understands you want to start the bench. Okay, I wouldn't go to, to the snapping fingers, but yes. No, no, you have to hear, you almost have to hear him. Yes, sir? Uh, the point, you listed three of the uh, Mr. Burrow requirements, then what was the point about being on another table? Is that one of the Mr. Burrow requirements? Or that's no, right separate, thing? separate Indian. It's completely separate Indian. If you're at a separate table, you are not mechuyev to that, to, to, to that, that group. You're not mitzurif automatically to that group. Okay, we move on. Two people are eating, and then another person comes and sits down. Um, this happened in the Gemara in the times of Gemara I'm, I'm trying to remember who, who, the, who the Talmudic Chachamim were but what was it? I'm not sure if it was Rav Rava, I don't remember they were sitting and two people were sitting and then they finished eating and then a third person comes and sits down and starts eating and then he says oh we have a, we have a Zimun so the Talmud turns to the Rav and says how do we have a Zimun we didn't eat at the same time. It was we weren't eating at the, at the time, same time that other person was eating. So he said to his Talmud, "Well, if they would offer you uh, mushrooms, your favorite dish, mushrooms, or me, my favorite dish, quail, would we find room in our stomachs for our favorite dessert?" Okay, and they didn't even have, by the way, Boston cream pie in those days, right? And and he answered the Talmud answered yeah for you know for mushrooms I would always find room for mushrooms so he says then you haven't finished your benching yet I mean you haven't finished your meal yet even though technically you haven't eaten you know you weren't chewing so to speak and therefore when this third person sat down he is mitzurf to our meal okay and that's that's basically the halacha that's how we pass him that that your meal is not ended as long as you would find room for food so to speak. You're ready to eat more. However, if you do an action that clearly demarks the end of your meal, then your meal ended. And by the way, that's relevant not only for Zimun, but it's also relevant if you change your mind when somebody comes out with Boston cream pie, 
you know, you'd have to make a separate bracha. So what actions are we talking about? As an example, if you say, Rabotai Mivelm Benchen, or to get up to wash my machronim, okay? Or to say, let's bench and you get up, you know, and you start preparing yourself to, to, to bench. All those, all those things are actions that you're doing that express clearly that you've stopped. Now, if you're just sitting and you don't do anything and you think to yourself, well, that was it, I just ate, uh, ate all the yeshivas feeding me for tonight, and there's not going to be, if you just think that, but you don't do anything, you don't, you don't come to a decision, I've um, ended, but you just realize this is probably it, and then all of a sudden someone screams out, spare him, right? And then all of a sudden everybody comes alive. I don't think that you have to make new brachas for that. But if you either say, I finished, you do some kind of an action saying that, that the meal is ended, then the meal is ended. Does that mean you have to make a new bracha? Yeah. I just say, let's, let's bench. Well, if you ask people at bench and you say, no, I'm not ready to bench. If you ask them, oh, you're ready to bench, and they say no, so your question wasn't, right? But if you're the, the, the head cheese and you say, we are benching, so then that would, you know, that would be it. But if you're asking someone if they're ready to bench, that means you're ready to bench, which means you're really done. Again, it? if it's a decisive say, it's, you know, statement, you're finished, then you're finished. Yes, Arie. But then if the last thing that you do is, like, is, like, eat a slice of an orange to signify the end of your meal, like, in the middle of... Every day, for your, every day of your life, you're saying that, that last orange is always to signify... Well, let's say you politely put your silverware in a particular angle on your plate. Yeah. How, how that would be it also. Okay, and even if you're, like, in the middle of the orange, because... If you're still technically eating... No, if you're chewing, if you're chewing your orange, then you're still eating. Okay. Okay. Um, what, do, what does this extra person have to eat in order to be starved to the Zimun? Okay, someone was asking before about Mizonos, what, okay. So, the Gemara discusses that if you have nine people eating, and a tenth person comes and starts to eat, and then later on the Gemara tweak, tweaks that case and says, not only ten but even seven and three, meaning seven people eating, and then three people sat down. Um, so the Gemara says, even, even a yerek, even a yerek, meaning even a vegetable, if these three people eat a vegetable, they're mitzarif, uh to the zimun, and the halacha is not only a vegetable, even a beverage, as long as it's a beverage that's not water. Okay, water is not considered a chashav enough beverage to be mitzarif. So that's the halacha. Because there's seven people ate bread, and three, up to three people can come and drink something or eat something, even if it's not a very significant thing. And then they could say elokeinu because they have a zimun of, of, of ten. So the Rishonim note that conspicuously the Gemara stops there. And the Gemara doesn't go into ask about what about two and one. The Gemara just talks about seven and three. Um, so the question is, what is the halacha when you have two and one? So the Rambam says that if you have two people that ate bread and another person comes to be mitzareif, the Rambam says it has to be bread. And it's a pretty good deal from the Gemara. The fact that the Gemara didn't ask or give the halacha of two and one, the Rambam says because there is no halacha of two and one. It only exists to be mitzareif, it only exists up to ten. Seven, eight, and one. you might ask why not six? So we're trying to explain because you need a rov nikar. And six is not a rov nikar. Seven is a rov nikar. A rov that, that's clear. Okay, that's the Ramam's diuk from the Gemara that only to be mashing to ten, you need, but the, the nucleus of the, of the zeman of three all must be eating bread. Uh, the riff, based also on your shalmi, 
says no. The reason why the Gemara didn't mention the case of 2 plus 1, because the Gemara wanted to talk about Yerek, wanted to talk about a veggie. And that, two eating bread, and one person eating a vegetable, eating a, drinking a beverage, wouldn't be enough for the riff, or Yushami, there would have to be a mizonot. The riff holds you need a, the third person has to eat a mizonot. Then comes along the, the Bali Kosovo, and also the Rosh, and they say no, the reason why the Gemara didn't speak about it is simply because the Gemara didn't speak about it. And you can't be medayik from what the Gemara didn't speak about. And therefore, they come to the conclusion that if two people, at least two people eating bread, and you have rove, and the third, Kosovo in the Rosh, and a third person sits down and eats a yerek, a vegetable, or drinks a beverage, they could be mitzdaif. Now, why am I going to all the three different Shittot and Rishonim? Because, of course, it's nice, number one, to know the Rishonim. But this is also one of the rare situations where the Shulchan Aruch actually quotes all the Shittot in the Shulchan Aruch and says, I can't come to a conclusion, and therefore, L'Chadchila, a person should be Machmir, like the Rambam. Okay? And if a third person sits down and wants to be mitzvah, ask, would you, would you mind, would you like to eat some bread? If he says no, so then no. But you should ask, eat bread, or to be machmir, to bench before he starts eating, if he doesn't want to eat bread. That's really what the Shulchan Aruch uh, suggests, lechat chila, not to get into the suffix or the machlokas we've shown him. However, bid the evid, if this individual, which often happens in yeshiva, sits down without even asking, and just starts eating, the deed is already done. So the Shulchan says, Roi, the, the Tosor, the Bali Tosor and the Rosh, are Roi to be Samach on them, and you definitely could bench. In other words, even a Yerek, and even a beverage, if you have two people ate bread, you could be himself. And quite often what happens is, you, you know, people are eating yeshiva around the table, and then you look up who ate bread. And only then do you start counting who ate bread, and then you discover only two people ate bread, so for sure, the Shulchan Paskins, you have a Zimun, and the, one of the people that ate bread, obviously, has to be the Mizameng, and everybody can answer, you know, uh, Zimun. The person who didn't eat bread waits until after Ikar, Birkar Hazan, which is Hazan Atakol, answers Amen, and then he can make his own Alamichya, or Brain of or whatever the case may be. Yes? Um, I've heard of Shikha, that if you eat something that is... Um, that makes you full, right? Like, as Pesuk said, right? So something that is karmana, um, you know, like uh, a big steak, or something that is a significant meal without bread. I too heard such a shita. Yes, I too heard such a shita. That approach basically feels that they can take the place of Chazal and 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 Amoraim and Amoraim and recreate halacha on their own. I'm not in that camp. That maybe lechem. No, I know, I know that idea. I know that idea. Chazal Koveya that Rachata Vesavata Varachta is talking about Lech. And the Gemara even has a discussion whether dates are a Zan or not. Dates, because in Babylonia there was a lot of dates, and they really did sustain themselves on dates. And there was a discussion, and it's, and it's Zan. And there was a discussion, and, and the Gemara knocked it down. So, in other words, a person that says that I eat a steak with, with fries and I feel incredibly full, a chalti, a etc., such a person is basically saying, 
Yeah, in other words, I'm going to make up the halach and 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 well, and, and, and I mean, objectively, people consider it a full meal, and people have real meals right. without eating bread. Right, right. But the halacha doesn't work subjectively. No, in other words, if you feel sovea, no, I'm saying chazal, chazal. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that Moroim even spoke about it. Not only right. did they not speak, they even spoke about it and rejected the that idea. Um, Rishonim go into it a bit, and I don't, I don't think there's a Rishon that says that you mention anything but. Uh, but bread, yes. Um, what about the mizunot, though? Like, can you, can you, like, I, I've heard controversy concerning the, the so-called mizunot bun. The mizunot bun controversy. Whether or not you make a mizunot. I, Bezra Hashem, at a separate shear, I'll discuss that. It is very interesting. Yes. So, where did this uh, idea originate? Which idea? That if you have a large meal of steak, then you should. I don't. You know what? I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, I imagine the person looked at the pasuk and said, "This is proud of the pasuk." Okay, all right. Um, what are we missing here? You know what? Let's talk about women and benching. Okay. The Gemara in Brachos Mem Hey Amud Bet says the following: Toshma Noshim Mizanod Laatzman VeAvodim Mizanod Laatzman. Noshim v'avodim v'ketanim im ratzu lezamein ein mezamnim. Okay, that's a brighter. Women could make a zimun on their own. And avodim, we're talking about Evet uh, Kanani, obviously, which are mechuyot k'nashim, they could make a zimun on their own. But women and avodim and ketanim together im ratzu lezamein ein mezamnim. They, they, they shouldn't be mezamin. The Gemara later explains why is it that, that women can make a zimun when they can't make a minion. And the Gemara basically explains the ika deot. The ika deot. And from what the Gemara is basically saying is that the core of three people making a zimun is not the same, it's not the same idea as a minion. It's not a small minion, three. It's a different nature. It's a different nature of group. But by, in the case of a, of a minion, what you need is an Eida, and Chazal will convey an Eida as men. But when you're talking about making a zimun, you need Deot. How would you translate Deot? Intelligencies. Intelligencies. In other words, and therefore, uh, intelligent Jews could make a zimun. Right? Now, there's a Gemara in Erechin, Daf Gimlam and Aleph, that says, Hakol Chayavin Bezimun, that's a brighter, a short, short brighter, I'll repeat the brighter again, Hakol Chayavin Bezimun, end quote. That's it. The Gemara then asks, or comments, Hakol Latuye Nashim. Why did the brighter say Hakol Chayavin Bezimun? In order to include women, in, in, in Zimun. So, Tosot asks the obvious question. What's the obvious question? Tosot says they wouldn't do it. No, it doesn't contradict. The other thing which just says that they should you, that women and men shouldn't be mitzdarif. Okay, um, but Tosot asks the question: If the Gemara in Erechin says that women are mechuyavot in zimun, how come our women in the times of the Bali Tosa where they lived, how come they don't, our women don't are not knowing to make zimun? That was the question. Now, Tosa says the question of a stira, so to speak, between a Gemara and the Minhag. 
That's how powerful the Bali Tosfot saw Minhag. They said, whoa, you got a Gemara? I mean, it's a steer on the Minhag. So what Tosfot's answers is, it must mean, in Erechin, it must mean not Chayav, literally Chayav, but rather it's a Rashut. Now, it's hard for me, you know, to tell you that that's Pshat of the Gemara in Erechin. Because Hakol Chayavim Bezimun, Latuye Noshim. Pashtut, the word Chayavim means obligated. And the truth of the matter is, it's Machlokas Rishonim. Uh, the Rosh, who almost always passes like Tosvot, disagrees here in this case with, with, with Tosvot, and says, you can't say that Gemara Nechin, that Chayavim means Rashut, that they're allowed to if they want to, but they don't have to. You can't say, can't push that into the Pshat of the words. And the Rosh says, Pashtut, there's a Chovah. That if you have three women eat together, they're Mechuyavot in a Zimun, and they can't be Mechalik. They have to make a Zimun. Interestingly enough, the Shulchan Aruch Paskins like the Bali Tosvot, that it's a Rashut. The Gra Paskins like the Rosh, that it's a Chova. Okay, the Gra oftentimes would, would be Cholik on the Shulchan Aruch. And the Gra felt, you know, it's clear from the Sugi, etc., that, that it's a Chova, and he Paskin the Halach, it's a Chova. Now, we're really talking about two separate things with women here. We were talking about the basic women making a zimun. Is it a rishud or a chova? We said it's a machok rishonim, machok psak between the shochanach and the gra. And then there's a separate issue about whether women could be mitzdarif to men or not. Okay, and in that the gemara says that they're not mitzdarifin. I'm not. I'm sorry. Um, they just say they're just not mitzdarif. Now Rashi asks the question: Why? What's the issue? So there's a Rashi that, and there in, in Gemara and Brachos that says the Afagafdilin Chova in Chayavot. Rashi's cholik on 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 the Rosh as well. Rashi held like the Bali Tosvot that women are not mechuyavot. Le'in Rashut deot shlosha chashivi. They are considered deot. Lahodot tfei mishnei anashim diika mishum gadol hashemiti. In other words, Rashi is part of the Bali Tosvot camp that it's Rashut, but women can be mezamno. Now the Ran and Rabbeinu Yonah ask, well, why can't they be mitzvah together with men? What was, why did it say in Mizamnin in the Brighto? What's the problem? Or in the Mishnah? Um, so like the, the Ran says the following, Ein na'eh, it's not proper that they be together, shel gimel al that the original nucleus of three be formed by a mixture of men and women. Afilu im ba'ala. Even if it's a wife with her husband, and let's say her son, it's not proper. Ein chabrotan na'eh. Rabbeinu Yonah is explaining why the the, the Mishnah says that noshim v'yavadim v'katanim im ratzu l'zamei ein mezamnin. And the Gemara, wait, the Gemara in the continuation in Brachot says, what is the issue of, 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 Noshim, Avadim, etc.? And they say, Mishum Pritsuta. Pritsuta meaning it's, it's lack of modesty. It's lack of modesty that they do it. Now, are there any Rishonim that say that it's only limited to Avadim and not to other men? That's a little bit of a controversy. It's a controversy whether the Rishonim exists. In other words, there are, there's like a machokas and achronim, whether there's a Mordechai that, that quoted Rabbeinu Simcha, 
that really was Mizamin with his wife or not. And the other Achronim that say, no, it's Mamsh different Girsot in the, the Mordechai. It's not 100% clear, uh, but theoretically, or let's just say potentially, not theoretically, potentially there might be one, one Rishon that, that held that Pritsuta was only with Avadim, because Avadim were base and not, you know, they, they weren't, uh, they didn't have Sniyut, etc., etc. But if you're talking about a man and his wife, and I don't, even, I don't think he was Matir, a, a woman and other men, but a man and his wife, they, they said that he was, that he was once no egg, or he was no egg to do it, to, to, uh, to make Zima together with his wife. Um, that's of a machloket. All achronim, except for, I'm trying to remember who it was. There is one achron that, that suggests that it could be done, but, you know, they're more or less outnumbered, like, almost like 100 to 1, or 100 to, or 300 to 2. Well, Achram, don't, don't hold of being Mitzarif, even a, a wife and a husband. It's not something that I would advise, but I don't think I would kick someone out of the yeshiva if, uh, if they did such a thing. Because there are poskim that, or, or at least one posek, that, that held it was okay that a man and his wife uh, be Misami together. Yes? Um, can a man answer three women? Oh, I'm going to get to that right now. Can, what if you have a situation of three, no, before I get to your question. Maybe the case of three men, okay, and one woman, or two women. Can the woman just bench on her, or get up and, let's say, wash the dishes, and then bench later, which is, is the minhag of some women. Okay? And Allah is clear on this. And they can't do that. Now, where did this minhag of women going ahead and wash, you know, washing the dishes or not benching together with everybody else when there's a zimun present? It's probably from the Shulchan Aruch that felt that women are reshut when there's a zimun of, of, of three women. But that's a misinterpretation of the, the halacha. Meaning, of course the Shulchan Aruch holds it's a reshut of three, three women. But if there's a real zimun, not real zimun, there's a man zimun present, and, and, and there's a woman there, the woman has to be mizamin. She's not allowed to break off. She's not can't be mechalek. Uh, to go out and bench on her own, she has to listen to the, the men's even. Now, what if you had a situation, you have a situation of three women and three men? No, before I go to the next situation, let me take a back, back step. You have three men now and one woman. And the woman is answering. The woman can't be mizamenet. Okay? The th- one of the three men that are creating the core of the, uh, of the zimun has to be the mizamen. Um, Next, what if you had three women and three men? Is it okay for them to separate just like three men and three men could separate? And the answer is absolutely yes. In other words, a male zimun is not, um, is not superior to a women's zimun. And therefore, for sure they could be mechalic, and, and if they want, they could make two separate zimunim. That's not a problem at all. What if you had another situation of three women and one or two men, where the men couldn't make their own zimun, but the women can make their own zimun. What does the man do? Okay, pardon me? Three women, one man. Or three women, two men. That's it. Okay, so the women are going to make a zimun. The, the, man, the man cannot. Okay, the women are going to make a zimun. What, what should the man do? So I saw quoted in the name of the Chazonish that the women should make a zimun, in front of the men. Now, 
The man is sitting there, and the women are making a zimun. What should he be doing when this happens? And the answer is, he should be answering. Okay? But he can't keep quiet for the first paragraph. Why? Because the Gemara in Brachot Avchaf raises a, a question whether women are mechuyavot midi oraita in Birkat Amazon or not. And it's, it's not, it's a Bible ifshita. The Gemara doesn't come to a conclusion. In other words, a woman is a suffix, whether she's mechuyavot midi oraita or midi rabbanan. And because she's a suffix, there's a possibility she's mechuyavot midi rabbanan. And generally we don't have someone who's mechuyavot midi rabbanan to be motzi, a person who's mechuyav midioraita. So, what you should be doing is answering, but saying the first paragraph on your own, and you could definitely answer amen to the rest, okay? But she can't be motzi you um, in that level. Yes, Ben? If it's not Last issue. question, then we're going to rush to, to make uh, Baruch and And next week, mention a couple of other things I want to add on, but... Yes. If it's not an issue for two men to hear the woman doing this, the woman saying everything, then what's the problem for having women make up the court? I could just read to you word for word what the Ran and Rabbeinu Yon write. Ein chabruatan na'eh sheheit siruf shel gimel aydei nashim afilu imbala. Meaning creating the nucleus of zimun is not na'eh, it's not pleasant. For the ever, I imagine it would work, but... It's low na'eh. It's 